podcast land welcome back to caregiving is a ministry where we're looking at the word of god through the lens of caregiving don't forget to follow me on facebook at caregiving is a ministry all one word so we are on the third psalms correct and i'm gonna be reading from the um new international version now once again let's remember what our five categories are because that's the very first thing we must determine in reading the um, psalm so we have thanksgiving we have praise we have wisdom lament and royalty okay here we go now how many are my foes how many rise up against me many are saying to me god will not deliver him but you lord are a shield around me My glory, the one who lifts my head high. I call out to the Lord, and he answers me from his holy mountain. I lie down and sleep. I wake again because the Lord sustains me. I will not fear, though tens of thousands assail me on every side. Arise, Lord, deliver me, my God. Strike all my enemies on the jaw and break the teeth of the wicked. From the Lord comes deliverance. May your blessings be on your people. <laughs> I admit, when I read this, it was a bit of a challenge because I'm like, what could, what is this category? But I want us to listen to what David is saying. If you can hear the emotion. And yes, David is the author of this psalm. So what is the emotion that is coming through? Lord, how many are my foes? How many rise up against me, right? This psalm is a psalm of lament. Lament. And then verse 7, Arise, Lord, deliver me, my God. Strike my enemies on the jaw and break the teeth of the wicked. That verse is imprecation because David wants the Lord to kill his enemies. So, and remember, Um, imprecation was a subcategory of lament. So that's what we have here in the third Psalms, a lamenting psalm. You know, I think during this series, as we're looking at the Psalms, not only will we be able to determine the various um, categories that they fall into, but I think we're going to be able to um, see the pattern or the style that the Psalms that David writes how he writes his psalms versus how the other psalmists write theirs. It's just a sneaky suspicion, but we'll see if we'll be able to do that. So this is our very first psalm from David. And right out the gate, he's telling us that it's a lament based on how it starts. You know, Lord, how many are my foes? He places the type of psalm right up front. And then he expresses the problem And then he states the solution, and that solution is God. Of course, the problems are the enemies. The very next verse, David says that God will deliver him. Then he speaks to what God is to him, a shield and an answerer of prayers. As a result, David then is comforted because of who God is. Now David can lie down and sleep, despite what the many are saying that his God won't deliver him. He knows who he is. Then, as if he has forgotten what he just stated, his emotions resurface and he yells at God to get up and deliver him. 
I almost got whiplash reading it. <laughs> Not only does he yell at God to get up, then he, he tells God exactly what he wants him to do. So this verse, I guess we could say, is the petition. <laughs> and then with the closing, a reaffirmance of uh, who God is and a request for blessings. It's a lot, right? All in this little itty-bitty song. But looking at the structure of how David writes, we have the subject being the lament, so to speak, or the category. But then we have the problem, the enemies. We have the solution, God. We have the acknowledgement of um, who God is and, and what he's done um, for David. Then we have the petition to strike the enemies down. And then we have him requesting God's blessing. It's kind of like the structure of this one. For me, this psalm is a lot like the prayers that I pray at times. There's no thanksgiving, there's no praising of God, but I immediately go to what's going on with me because it's pressing on me, right? Then as I'm speaking, you know, my problems and telling God what's going on, it's like the Holy Spirit presses upon me that God is more than capable. And then I begin to thank God and acknowledge what he's already done for me. You know, then it's like I start to settle down a little bit. But then just like David, all of a sudden my emotions well up against me. And the next thing I know, I'm pleading with God to do something. Have you ever prayed like that? I suspect most of us have. We're humans, just as David was, you know, human. And the beauty to me of this psalm is the realness of it. (laughs) How it, it mimics who I am. And how I have prayed. But I think we can relate, no? The frustration and the stress we experience in life. And that we bring to God and that we try to place place on God as if it's his responsibility. In a sense it is. But it's like we're, we're saying... we're thinking that he doesn't know or that he doesn't understand the seriousness of what we're going through or what we're asking. But the reality is he does, right? Because he's God and he knows all things. And he also knows that everything will work out for our good and his glory. There's no stress in God. And therefore, there should be no stress in us. He knows the outcome. But when you think about it, When I think about it, don't we know the outcome of our story as well? If you say no, I really need you to read your Bible. The end of each of our stories is that we all win. We have won in Christ. No matter what this world throws at us, we are more than conquerors in Christ Jesus. At the end of of our petitions to God, no matter what we have asked him to do or to intercede on our behalf, we must acknowledge the game, acknowledge that the game is over, that we are the victors, no matter what the scoreboard of life says. We are the winning team. This may be hard to embody or embrace during a season of caregiving. As you struggle to make ends meet, your daily grind of caregiving drains you not only physically but mentally and emotionally. I need you to remember whose team you're on. After remembering that, I I challenge you then to ask the Holy Spirit for a different outcome, an outlook adjustment, if you will. That you 
not look at how hard or how challenging this season is, but that you are, but that you start to look at it as you are more than a conqueror through Jesus. That you know he is with you and has given you the strength to endure this season. I double dog dare you. If you do, I guarantee the next pray prayer that you pray, that you lift up to the Lord, won't be one of lament, but of praise and thanksgiving, as you suddenly feel the very embodiment of God's power running through your veins, allowing you to do what needs to be done. That's what he did for me. That's why I know he'll do it for you. As I have been reflecting on caring for my mother over these last months, I can only say it was by God's grace that I was able to care for her the way in which I did. It was 12 years. I was still on active duty. I'm single. To come out of that season not looking as if I've aged 12 years, at least that's what people tell me, (laughs) not being financially broke, not being bitter at my mom or at God or anyone else, and, and being able to have a life during that season, Are you kidding me? All of that was because of God. His power in me. Nothing but Him. And if you acknowledge your need to Him, He will be your strong tower. And He will lift you up on wings of an eagle. And you will begin to soar. I promise you that. So, let's go to God now. And let's not offer up a prayer of lament. We're going to go to God and we're going to celebrate who he is. Most gracious, magnificent, holy, wonderful, everlasting God. From everlasting to everlasting, you are God. And we celebrate you and we praise you for being a God who we can come to, for being a God who delights in us, for being a God who has set everything in motion and who is working things out for our good. Your word tells us that we should not lean to our own understanding, but in everything to acknowledge you, to put our trust in you, and that you will continue to make our path known to us. And so that's what we do this day not looking at the things that we have to do today, the daunting tasks that we may have to do, but celebrating you for being our God and for you working in us. We thank you for giving us your strength to endure this season of caregiving or whatever we are going through in this particular season. We celebrate you for being a God who loves us and whose grace constantly flows on us whose mercies are new every morning, who, whose compassions never fail. We celebrate you this day. And we come acknowledging that we are on the winning team as a result of our Savior, Jesus Christ. And so forgive us, Father, for forgetting that and allowing the cares of the day to bombard our minds and 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 make us think that we have no hope and make us think that things will not work out for our good to make us think that you're not listening or you do not care no today we acknowledge we're on the winning team and all things will work out for our good and your glory we won't look to the left or to the right our eyes are fixed on our savior jesus christ we celebrate you this day and we thank you 
in the name that is above every name we pray jesus the christ amen all right i want you to go and minister the act of caregiving in the name of jesus bye